Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. <laughs> he almost forgot to say who he I'm was. busy. He's got the baby. I'm feeding a baby. He's feeding a baby who's not who, crying. Who are you? It's, it's your baby. Oh, hey. How's it going? <laughs> and we're also joined by my brother, Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. He's our audiovisual guy. I was very mean. I made him join us for this um, this movie, which he is not the target audience for. Definitely not. But he did laugh. There were some funny jokes. <laughs> anyway, so um, Nolan, updates. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. If you're listening for the first time, this is the best podcast for Stop It, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. All right, Nolan, updates from you. We uh, had a baby. I'm holding, I'm feeding a baby. I think we announced that in our last episode. That's the update. That oh. was <laughs> um, feeding. Oh, that you're feeding the baby. Our baby did have surgery, and the surgery was successful, though that first 24 hours was brutal. Yeah, Nolan is in pain right now. It was really, really tough. He He cried. Yeah, (laughs) he was unconsolably, I mean, he was in so much pain, and there's like not a lot they can do for newborns because their bodies can't handle narcotics, and so... They get Tylenol. You got Tylenol. Oh man, that must have been so helpful. I honestly don't think I've ever taken Tylenol and noticed a difference. Um... I have once. It worked on him. I mean, it did help. You could but... tell it was it was doing something, but because he was in like so much two pain. hours. <laughs> yeah, it wore off so fast. Oh, and... man. So we just walked the halls in the in the the children's hospital with the sobbing infant, and everybody was so. Well, luckily it's a day surgery, so almost no one was there at night. Yeah, thank goodness. So. Yeah, but the nurses were, they were so nervous. They like, were worse off than me. Yeah, they, they were just wanting to help so much, and there was not a lot they could do. And I was just like, I felt bad for them, because the male nurse, we overheard him calling him his wife and be like, what do I do? <laughs> his wife is also a nurse. Felt That's really funny. bad for him. He was so, he's just so at a loss. He doesn't normally work there. He was covering his shift, so he's like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, there's just this three-week-old baby, and he just, just had surgery, and there's not, he's just crying, and... Anyway, hey, yeah. I didn't see him jump in there and push a stroller for freaking three hours. <laughs> You're right. He didn't. It was more than that. Um, it was twice. Yeah. And I walked the halls before you brought the stroller, holding him for about two hours. And Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. As soon as they got the IV out of his tiny little hand, though. That's what he hated the most. Was the IV in his hand. I can't. I don't know of any living being that likes IVs. So. I don't know. It gives you fun medicine sometimes. Yeah, he would just flail his <laughs> hand around and then... <laughs> Josh, your expression. I'm not a drug addict, okay? I've never had fun medication through an IV. But I am a drug admirer. (laughs) (laughs) I like pills, as you know. Pills? Do you like pills? That's what I got after my... Oh, yeah, you were so happy on those pills. Baby, man. I know why now. I know why people take drugs. Before, (laughs) I was like, just kick the habit, man. Don't... Whatever. How good can it make you feel? So good. (laughs) (laughs) To all the drug addicts out there, hello. No, I understand you now. I get you. Yeah. Still shouldn't do it. This is not not, not sustainable. All of the the hospital, all of the walls had signs on them about drug addicts. And I'm like, this is not motivating. (laughs) Anyway, Josh, what are your updates? Um, Our podcast finally started. Um, It's officially available called Midnight Stroll. It's about getting uh, questioned by police officers. 
Not yet. Okay. That'll end up there eventually, but that's an older (laughs) one we recorded that is lower quality. What are you bums doing around out here? (laughs) That's a funny story, but yeah, we'll get to it We've already told it on this podcast. It's true. It's true. Oh, dear. Yeah. Taglines. Casual conversations about the weather, but it's mostly just two dudes talking about whatever we feel like. So. Mm Yeah. How's your writing doing? Or is that a question I should stop asking? Um, I'll get back to it soon enough. <laughs> is that a for real soon enough? Or I you like are going to. to... Or... Right now I'm in between. Right now Josh is in between and he's going to run get the pacifier. Because we have an unhappy little baby. And I don't run right now. And no one's holding the baby. So what were you time. talking about, Josh? I can't remember. And I even reminded us of what you were talking about. Right now I'm in between semesters. And... It's a perfect time to write. It would be, except I only have one week to recuperate from the worst semester I've ever had. So I thought the semester before last semester was the worst you've ever had. Uh, are I thought you, so too. <laughs> are you getting swole? I'm getting slightly more 0.2 pounds heavier <laughs> per week. last week. Yeah. <laughs> We're all doing a weight loss challenge with my family, and I just had a baby, so... We've been stressed, and so I gained weight instead of losing weight when we were in the hospital with him. Good times. Yeah, I measured myself that one day, and I was like three pounds heavier, and then I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I lost three pounds before we started the competition, and then... It doesn't count. I don't... Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> Screw it up. I was tempted to try to put on as much weight as possible right before. So you could lose it? And then... Just drink a bunch of water right before you weigh yourself. <laughs> it's All too right. late for that. <laughs> Okay, so updates from me. Um, I have finished fully outlining my um, my next Patreon short story. It's not going to actually be a short story. I think I already mentioned that. It will be about 10,000 words long. And I did that in the middle of the night last night while up with the baby. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've got to be working. <laughs> 10,000 words. Do you want to break that up into episodes? That's a lot of It's going to be, there, it's like a serial, basically. So I want to make it worth the three bucks that they're paying. One of uh, one of them, several of them are doing five bucks, and one of them's doing ten. And cereal. Yeah, so it's kind of like a TV show where each episode. Oh, a cereal. Okay, milk cereal. (laughs) I was was so confused for a second. S E. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, so I've been working on that. I have not been doing much else business wise, even though I did move my my live videos for my BookBub Promotions and More group and my readers group down to the basement. I moved that whole setup into the basement so I don't have to um, take it down every time I do a video. I moved my airbrush down there too. Yes, you did. So now you guys can um, breathe in paint fumes while... Yeah. I'm going to be able to do wide videos again because I didn't have room in here. Like this room is so claustrophobic. Like the backdrop went from there to here and... Moving and adjusting was really painful. Okay, so let's see. I'm trying to remember if there's any other updates from us. Um, Nolan's been working on odd projects, business projects here and there. I've been working on odd business projects. Our books are actually doing really well right now. Yes. Um, I haven't released anything since January. Our book bug promotion was in January. We only had like 7,000 downloads. And so what, what we're doing right now is based on Facebook ads, basically. And you have a couple Amazon ads running still, right? And some book bub ones. Yeah, so our books are doing really well right now, which is pretty encouraging. Um, let's see. Okay, all right, let's go ahead and go on to the quote. And if I remember what my other update was, I will give it later. 
If you are not willing to risk the usual, you will have to settle for the ordinary by Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. I believe I've said a quote from him before. Mm-hmm. A different That's quote. bad. What's bad? I don't know. I like things that are ordinary. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Settle for ordinary. You'll be happier. Settle for average. Don't try to be above average. Don't try to make above average. If you shoot for the stars, so you land on the moon. But being on the moon's great. Well, that's still above average, though. That's people who don't shoot for anything is average. Don't shoot. Well, it's Hands average. up, don't shoot. That... <laughs> it's average for America. Because we've been to the moon. Uh, according else. to some people. I've seen the studio. Okay, so. I've played a video game and gotten to the moon. If I can do it in a video game, we can do it in real life. <laughs> Jeez, whatever. Um, okay, good quote. I'm going to do the tip now. <laughs> Okay, so it's it's a short tip, but it's basically use MailChimp if you can, just because I recommend it. <laughs> That's the whole reason you should use it. Actually, no, AWeber, I recommend AWeber ConvertKit. I mean, YMLP, all of them that I've talked about are basically good, except the one that I don't need to mention because everybody's heard me mention it before. Anyway, um, so I call my newsletter list Andrea's Readers Group and because I've discovered that people are more interested in joining when the words newsletter and list aren't mentioned. And instead of inviting readers to subscribe, I invite them to become members. Uh, with all of the GDPR stuff that's going on, you kind of have to be careful. You need to make sure that they recognize that they will be getting emails from you and that that's what they're signing up for. But you still don't need to call it a newsletter list. You can, you know, get around that a little bit. Um, and let's see. I think that's pretty much it. You can, I mean, find something creative to call your group. It doesn't have to be author, you know, author names, um, newsletter list. Yeah, it Have could be your cult. It. Your cult? Yeah. Yeah, or your harem. <laughs> um. <laughs> don't act like you don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> your reverse harem, because that's a thing. It's yes. a very popular genre Reverse right now. harem makes it sound like you're pimping yourself out to, like, 30 women. I'm not really pimping gonna... myself out to 30 women. No, well, me. Um, well, you were looking at me when you said you. I was. I meant you in a generic <laughs> okay. sense, not you specifically, but also you. <laughs> I'm not going to put myself out to 30 women. Well, your reader group is mostly women, isn't it? It's 85% women. Yeah, so. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's go on and talk about the movie. It's Baby Mama. Baby Mama. Which is one of Relevant. my favorite movies ever. I mean, in the fact that we have a baby. And she... It's true. Spoiler alert, she has a baby. Um, this movie, the first time I watched it was probably two or th two years ago. I'd yeah. never even heard of it before then, and I just fell in love with it. I thought it was the funniest thing ever, and I made Nolan watch it, and he enjoyed it. And we made Josh watch it two days ago, and he was falling asleep through well, part of it. <laughs> you didn't really make me, because we were choosing from like five movies. Seven, actually. Well, yeah. Because unfortunately, we I didn't really have an opinion, but... We should have watched Napoleon Dynamite. No, we should have. <laughs> we could have. I would like to do Taken and Gone. I, we've talked about Gone so much on this podcast. Have we really, done an episode? No, we haven't. Oh, we need to really do it. Okay, so Baby Mama. I asked Nolan about a quarter of the way into the movie. Should I be a surrogate mother? He says, no, you'd be terrible at it. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yes, you are right. Okay. <laughs> I don't do pregnancies well. <laughs> It's called apocalyptically bad, and it's not worth a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Wait, so the world's ended three times? Yeah, mm -hmm. every time I had a baby. 
yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, call, I'm, I'm on the couch all day long, unable to move for about six months of the pregnancy. Yeah. From nausea and... What a fun existence. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have another comment. Wingspan and Banjo. Oh my gosh, I want to name my kids that. So one of the moms is like, we're going to go have a play date with Wingspan Banjo. We're going to go have a play date. <laughs> Um, yeah, don't name your kids Wingspan and Banjo. Tough. Let's talk about the characters. Nolan, who is your favorite character in the show? Uh, the mom. Or Barry. Which mom? There's like oh, yeah, Rose, the five moms. The old mom, yeah. as in... You're right, Barry. Tina Fey's mom. She's funny. She's hilarious. Oh. Liver spots. Liver spot. I was getting... I was 30 and I was getting liver spots. Oh, they might have had me sign something, but... <laughs> Gosh. This... <laughs> Uh, why is Barry your favorite character and the mom? Uh, he's completely ridiculous. He is. Yeah, uh, but he, I mean, he's not though, because I mean, he's, I mean, he is, but he's like every successful hippie from like Silicon Valley, even though they're from Pennsylvania. Yeah. But yeah, like my, he has some of the best lines, like, I found the seashell running barefoot <laughs> through the Toronto airport. Yeah. And like he pauses just long enough to make it sound legit and then and then he's like this yeah. is the first time that i've seen steve martin in a movie where he doesn't act like steve martin yeah he's yeah. a totally different character in the show that's a good actually point. made me think he's pretty okay at acting i'm gonna reward you with five minutes of uninterrupted eye contact <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> and then she's like she's like don't go don't go okay <laughs> to the Man, guy the guy's like been. watching it would have been fantastic if it had actually been five minutes of the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would have hated that. Oh, He's man. like, I would like to pass some of my success from me to you. And then what does he do? Touches his forehead. Yeah, and then just stays there. Yeah. She tries to back away and he pulls him back. Not yet. <laughs> At one point, he like flinches as if he's going for a kiss. Yeah, Josh was <laughs> like, "What the heck?" Awkward. Just make it awkward. Okay, Josh, oh which was your favorite character? My favorite character was Rob. Uh, which one's Rob? The main interest, dude. Oh, um, yeah, the guy who the guy from the not Jamba Juice guy. The not yeah. Jamba. He's yeah. pretty much yeah. the only character that's kind Great of normal. Character. Yeah, he's normal. They yeah. all have really weird quirks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, his is uh, what is it? I mean, he's kind of quirky. He has quirky. I mean, he's quirky about, about the Jamba Juice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and his like... hatred of corporations, I guess, because he was a corporate liar. So he actually has a reason for hating giant corporations. Yeah. I just thought of that. It seems kind of obvious in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was a corporate lawyer who quit. Yeah. Which is why he has such a nice house. I would have know. to say that his her sister is pretty normal too. The mom, you know. Is this chocolate Well, she's poop? kind of like... Is this what, chocolate and poop? Um, yeah, normal for us, but the culture we live in is have lots of kids. <laughs> if you go outside of where we live in our culture... That's pretty <laughs> abnormal, I'd say, to have that many kids. Um, and one thing I'm noticing is that these characters, like, uh, they're touching on fairly heavy heavy topics or charged topics, I would say. and But they're doing it lightly, sarcastically, and um, humorously. So, like, um, you know, having babies, that's, you know, having babies as a, as a career woman, that's a, that's a pretty heavy charged topic. Yeah. Uh, adopting black babies yeah. is a very charged topic. Yeah. Um, surrogacy is a charged topic. Um, let's see, what else? Hippies, you know, whole, healthy foods, that's charged. Rednecks. Um, veganism, rednecks, yeah, everything. These All these characters are like very, very strong stereotypes, but it's not offensive because it's done lightly it's... and sarcastically. And I'm, I'm trying to remember. They didn't like their um, yeast bowl, and that offended me. Um, you know what? We never told people what this movie's about. We, okay, so uh, the Two opening... Two sentences. Scene. Yes. 
a, a career woman tries to have a baby, and her surrogate couldn't be more different than her. Yeah, she's like a white trash redneck surrogate, as Tina Fey's character calls her. <laughs> yes. And it's hilarious. Did I do it? Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. So. I think it was um, only one sentence. It was about one sentence, but that's okay. It can hey, be one or I two. I did it. And you get extra credit for that. You do. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm there. I mean, it's it's like a fish out of water, but it's like both of them are fishes out of water because yeah. they have to be together mm-hmm. once things start, or at least they think they do. And Amy Poehler's character sticks gum, chewed up gum, on the bottom of Tina Pe- Tina Fey's character's her rustic coffee table, barn Re- table reclaimed, reclaimed barn, barn door. wood. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe you did it. <laughs> did you just put gum on the bottom of my coffee table? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's so funny. And yeah, Amy Poehler's character, the surrogate, has a husband. Um, common, so law. common law. Common law. So, As he says. Yeah. So, you know, Tina doesn't have a relationship and Amy has one, mm-hmm. but it sabotages everything. It's, it's like it's a, a broken relationship. Carl's right. hilarious though. Yes. He's the Napoleon Dynamite. So by by the end they're kind of reversed because you know, uh what what's her name? The surrogate. Um Kate or Angie. Leaves her common law leaves him. Yeah. <laughs> and then um Tina Fey ends up in a stable relationship. Yeah. And they both grew to do that. Because mm-hmm. one had refused that or put off having relationships, and the other one got into it too early. And okay, so left. Kate is a 37-year-old career woman who wants to have kids. And she put off, as Nolan's saying, she's putting off relationships her whole life. And Angie um, got out of, out of high school. She just started living with this dude, and they became married by common law. And by the end of the show, she's not... Well, at the end of the show, she's kind of back in a relationship with yeah, her, but... But like I'm not saying, they're, they're, they swap. They switch, uh-huh. switch places. But they both have babies. But they both have babies. That's a spoiler. They both I have babies. Um, um, Angie pretends to be pregnant to cash the $10,000 a month checks. And it was Carl's idea. And Carl attempts to blackmail, but isn't very good at it. No, he's not good at it all. Or when I saw the iPad. <laughs> the iPod, I thought, oh, man. Because <laughs> he thought he could have invented it, except no, he could not have. <laughs> I'm gonna kick myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk about the tone of the movie, Josh. It's pretty lighthearted. Yeah, it's not. It's not a heavy movie. It's a typical Tina Fey movie, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Even when they do like the the pivotal like emotional scene, it's not even. There's still a joke. Sometimes they do like have some serious moments in comedies, you know, like that, the heartwarming scene, or like the really. You know, people bear their hearts to the audience. You know, yeah, yeah. and uh, even that's still pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You're such a you're such a baby. Did you know that? As no one talks to our child and gets distracted by the infant. <laughs> I'm trying to keep him calm. It's quite warm in here, so he is getting warm. All right, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about this with this movie. Just uh, the the comedy is. I don't really either. I feel like the movie. It's probably because I'm not the market. We're a little disorganized. It's pretty forgettable. <laughs> we are. It's been a really stressful week. <laughs> We're trying to get back into the swing of things, people. Mm-hmm, Cut us are. some slack. We got a baby. <laughs> we should watch Tarzan then. Then you could get back into the swing of things. Oh my gosh, Josh. <laughs> okay, are you sure you're not the dad of jokes <laughs> like that? The dad jokes. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, man. Well, okay, so I say we go into trivia, and then we can use our takeaways to fill in if we have more. Yeah, I could talk about, yeah. That I have good. a good takeaway, so. Okay, trivia. Amy Poehler is one year younger than Tina Fey. Huh. So she's like... Her uterus is no less hospitable than... <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Amy Poehler also has a different hairstyle in every single scene. They don't repeat one hairstyle once. Interesting. Twice. I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Richard Gere turned down the role of Barry. I think Steve Dad. Martin was a better character than Richard Gere. Yeah, he's not quirky enough to be. No, Richard Gere. Was Richard Gere. I'll show you. I just I cannot one? picture him being, um, him being Barry. Yeah, because you know he really is not. Steve Martin is very quirky. Would he played it as a, like a straight, you know, like a real boss, not like a quirky boss. I could have actually seen him doing that, but he wouldn't be as good of a hippie. He's not a comedic actor. No, he's he not. He's too straight. Oh my gosh, he looks just like him now. Whoa. Just like Steve Martin? With like the look, the ponytail the, look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tina Fey loves Star Wars passionately. Nerd. Um, Nerd. And this is interesting. She was 35 <laughs> when she had her first child and 41 when she had her second child. So she was pretty much living the life of her character, right? Um, she's left-handed. Left-handed people don't exist. <laughs> Poor Nolan. <laughs> Leave my son out of this. <laughs> yeah, yes. our son is is left-handed as well. Takeaways. Um, Josh, take it away. Um, my first takeaway is that you should watch Napoleon Dynamite instead. Oh my gosh, that is, that is not a good takeaway. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite is, is like stupid humor, though. This is more intelligent so humor. Is it? My point yeah. is like the humor in this is great, and I really liked it. But the like, my takeaway is just knowing what your target audience is, and okay. I mean, it's not like they knew that I was going to watch it. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure they advertised for their target market. Let's make it a movie, I Josh. Never heard of it. But like, <laughs> oh, we missed, we missed but it. That's really the only thing I could. One of the, I have two, obviously, but I, that that one, I couldn't really think of anything better than that, other than like this movie. Kind of, I can see why it would be really good and why people can relate to it. But women seeing that, I both am not married and have no children. It doesn't really apply to me at all. I can't no. relate to literally any of the characters at all. Oscar. He's got two kids. Yeah, but he's not. Is he married? I don't know if he's married. I do <laughs> He had relations. I've never been a doorman, so. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, my second takeaway, though, is um, something I noticed is every single character except Rob has a extreme quirk to them yeah. that makes them easy to make light of like jokes about them and i think that's a pretty interesting technique because because all of them have it i think it works but if there were only like two or three characters it'd kind of get annoying they'd seem more out of place yeah they'd be seem more out of place whereas rob because he's the only normal character it makes more sense because he can be a relatable love interest what are you talking about chaffee bicknell is a very normal character Yes. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> she's like in her 60s and she's having babies. <laughs> Your uterus might not be as healthy as mine, but... <laughs> well, they're twins. Gross. 
I'm expecting what a secured a social security <laughs> payment <laughs> security check. That's really funny. Your eggs are from the forties. Yeah, I think that you're worked hurt, really well though. And you're saying hurtful things. <laughs> yeah, I think that worked really well though. Being able to have a relatable character as the love interest, and yeah. everyone else being contrasted and funny. Kind of being psycho. Let's see, um, Nolan, your takeaways. Uh, the setup. So. It was set up so that there's opposition, but in a humorous way. Mm-hmm. All of the most of the humor comes from the conflict of the two main characters. Yeah, there are all the, there are other quirky characters that demonstrate their quirky thing, but these two characters have their quirky thing. You know, like one's super white trash, one's super buttoned up. Yeah, yeah, they're both vo- extreme extremes. The the odd couple, if you will. I think it's pretty interesting because. Even the conflicts that What's Her Bucket Tina Fey has with other characters, she responds to it in a much more mature way. And so you don't think of it as a conflict. Yeah, like like with coworkers or like she, with Barry, like the awkwardness, Barry, she handles awkward. his awkwardness it's just fine. Very she handles handling. everyone else, but. Yeah, uh, but Angie's help. living with her, and so exactly. it and tears her down. I mean, exactly. Just, yeah, she, and Angie yeah. pees in her bathroom sink. I mean, Angie's totally so fine. Who hasn't done that? That's totally oh fine. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> Nolan, I'm married to you, well, and I clean go. those sinks. <laughs> Not with your tongue, so it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> it's just cleaners. You're it's... making the baby cry. No. He's, he's on my side. <laughs> of the table, at least. Yes, Nothing he else. is on your side of the table. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So the setup, and then they just kind of like watch everybody bounce off each other. Yeah. So the 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 conflict that they set up comes. Oh dear, you're getting very agitated. Comes from the characters, mm-hmm. and the characters stay true to themselves, and they react like they set them up to do. Yeah. This is very not hardly at all plot driven. So I mean, you, yeah, the you, pregnancy is the only thing that's plot driven. Right. They basically wound them up and then like let them run. Yeah. And everything that happens is, yeah, pretty much there. You're right. There is like that back in the background. There's the timetable for pregnancy because, you know, she's not getting pregnant. You know, she's not getting bigger. And then so she, you know, it's everyone can see that she's not pregnant, but then she actually gets pregnant. And then, you know, watch the movie, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) See what we're talking about. But um, but most of most of it is like, you know, how would that character react? Yeah. She's got to She's got to fake it. Right. Yep. And how she would, how would someone like that fake a pregnancy? Yeah. Like, cause they go to the club when she's supposed to be pregnant. <laughs> she's like she's sneaking drinks the whole time. <laughs> Turns out she actually is pregnant. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I wonder how that baby came out. Cause she's. Well, considering his genetics. Carl's. Parents, <laughs> it's true. It's probably not going to make too big of an impact. <laughs> that's pretty. Well, you know, I don't think that's going to offend any of our listeners because they are seriously exaggerated characters. They're, they're, None of our listeners are going to be I like that. I don't them. think there are people like that in existence that are that extreme. That extreme, exactly. They yeah. probably would have killed themselves if they had. <laughs> like, killed themselves off. Yes. Not. Yes. <laughs> so, Nolan. Is that your takeaways? Okay, so I have three kind of-ish. Know your audience and play to them. Um, So, yeah, I am solidly in the audience uh, for this. And there's not a whole lot of... Actually, there's nothing about the show that just doesn't completely delight me. So, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, this is hilarious. Um, 
Let's see. It's a great example of comedy that it doesn't take itself seriously. So if you want an idea for comedy, watch this one. And I would say, I mean, Napoleon, it is kind of similar to Napoleon Dynamite. You get ridiculous characters doing ridiculous things. But Napoleon Dynamite is a little bit more tame in some ways. Stupid humor. Yeah. I enjoy Napoleon Dynamite, but the first time I watched it, I hated it. I was like, why are people laughing? <laughs> I loved it from the first yeah, second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I can understand this. Same with Nacho Libre, actually. The first time I watched Nacho Libre, I hated it. But I still hate it. You need to watch it again. I watched it three times. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> anyway, I enjoy Nacho Libre quite a bit now, um, and I do like Napoleon Dynamite now. So, let's see. Uh, it's also a great example of quirky and different characters, which is what Josh was saying. They're they're very 2D, but they're strong in, in their quirkiness, and they stick to their motivations. Who was it that said that? Was it you? Yeah, Nolan was the one that talked about that. They don't veer from who they are. And so that's actually great. I mean, your characters, it, there's nothing more frustrating than reading a book where the characters don't act true to themselves, where they do something that... Yeah, they have they act in their own worst interest. Yeah. Um, if it's within their character, like, to do so. Yeah. And that's where most of the funniness comes from, is the humor is when they are screwing themselves over because <laughs> it would be easier, you know, if they did this, if they just like told the truth or if they just, yeah. You know, or X, we're not Z, so and... desperate to have a child that they choose someone they hate and they already know they don't like. Like in the oh, beginning, because she's having so many more interviews. She chose her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though she already saw the red flags. Yeah. Yep. She was ignoring them. She's super... She's normally very cautious and very planned, but she was spontaneous mm -hmm. <laughs> in this case. You know, I mean, so she wasn't true to her character. I mean, it was her flaw, right? She wanted the baby more than she was... Willing to look at and consider yeah. problems. So that was her fatal flaw, if you will. Yeah. Yep. And then everything goes from there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't out of character. It was just she wanted one so bad, it overrode everything else about her character. Yeah. Like she had a, yeah. a priority stack. Mm -hmm. And that was priority number one. And she threw everything else in the toilet. And then when everything actually winds up in the toilet, then she's like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Okay. So um, compare this to Lars and the Real Girl. I would say, I would say, like I said, I'd never even heard of this movie before. And most people haven't heard of Lars and the Real Girl. Um, I don't know. You've heard people that have heard of it, though, right? Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really compare to Lars and the Real Girl, Real Girl though. It is pretty quirky. It is quirky. Uh, I would say Lars and the Real Girls more quirky, less humor. It is. Um, and the characters in that, they're pretty similar to the ones in this in that they're strong in their different ways. Karen's the main one that's normal. But I don't think I've seen Lars and the Real Girl yet. Oh my heavens. We're going to rectify that. Because that that's a really good movie. I like that word. Plus there's a sex doll. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did edit the podcast about it. Yes. So he, he knows what the podcast is about. All right. We're going to see if we can say goodbye now. Um, Nolan, where can people find you? At Art with Nolan on Instagram. Um, Josh, where can people find you? Podcast website. We have a feedback form. And it's just our podcast. Midnight Midnightstrollpodcast.com. And you can find me. I'm sorry. Now I'm getting distracted by the baby. He's such a cute little baby. Here. He's getting man. He's getting a scowl. <laughs> say hi to our listeners. Breathe. You can't say heavy hi. breathing. <laughs> heavy breathing. That's I specialize in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Anyway, um, yeah, so Andrea at selfpublishedstrong.com, the BookBub Promotions and More group, and our baby is only four weeks old, so I technically have two weeks before I'm expected to get back to work and, you know, be pushing really hard for BookBub's videos and things like that. So I'm hoping to start doing those again soon, but it depends on sleep and everything else. Sleep comes first, I apologize. You should feel bad. That's I should. Fine. I, should. I'm gonna, I'm I do feel you. bad. I'm a... Your poor fans. I know. Is the life of one child worth the entertainment of... <laughs> oh my That's god. Awesome. <laughs> You're talking about your own kid. <laughs> Don't listen to daddy, okay? He's like, eyes shut. Duh. His eyes roll back. All right, okay. So we'll talk to everyone later. Bye. The answer was yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And redeem yourself. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.